Hello and welcome to this third episode of Liao Liao. O-E-E. We're moving to Kimsta. It's a little place down south. It's even smaller than Venice. It's even smaller than Venice. I didn't think it would be possible for us to move to a smaller place. I didn't know that I would want to move to a to an even smaller place. So, but it 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 wasn't the first place we looked at or the only place we looked at. Well, where else did we have our eye on? So, in the beginning, we were looking at this big region in Ostiotland. Correct. And this is like even more south than Stockholm yes, area. Yes, southeast, I would say, mm. of Stockholm. And why were we looking in this area? Because they are going to build a big-ass railway there. And in order to build that railway, they have to have archaeologists looking in the ground to make sure there's nothing in it so they can build the big-ass railway. Yeah, so we were thinking about it because of the job opportunities that it's gonna create. And um, also for you, there are a lot more companies at that area. And last summer we took this apartment-seeking tour in that area. And when we got to Lin Shopping, we were like, yes, this is the town we're gonna live in in the future. Yeah, we, we liked it. It had a nice feeling to it. Mm. So around Christmas, we started to look for the apartment in this area, in the town specifically. Yeah. But then the apartments are way too expensive. Yeah, and way too small. We would have to pay a lot of money for an apartment that is not very big. The The price for the apartment is almost like the same as the apartment in Taipei. That's very crazy in Sweden, I would say. And it's even worse in Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> like, by far. <laughs> and then you said that there's this town you went to, and we actually went past by. Yeah, we stopped to look at a church, which, uh, which had an interesting um, sculpture at its roof. And you were saying that, oh, maybe this would be a nice area. It's very close to North Shopping and very close to Lin Shopping. And they have this commu- Commu- commuter train. Yeah. Commuter so train. Every 15 minutes or so, there is a train going by. How do Ish. you call that kind of train? We call it a pendel, a pendulum, because it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so we thought... This place could be a nice place to live because it's a smaller town, which is very close to two bigger towns. And with bigger, we mean some play, some somewhere around 150,000, I think, inhabitants. Maybe Linköping actually has a bit more. Mm. And it only takes like 10 minutes to one of the towns and 15 minutes to the other one or so. And... The best thing is that the apartments are cheaper. A lot cheaper. And bigger. A lot bigger. So that is why we chose this location. So what's the name of this town again? So they spell it with a K, which in my dialect in Sweden would be a K. So I would say Kimstad. Yeah, but when we you were talking to your mom and your mom's... Uh, was talking to your uncle, uncle and yeah. they didn't know what your mom was talking about. No, but then it turns out that 
in this region, you don't say the k for this. You say the you say a ch instead. So it's shimsta instead of kimsta. I have to express my opinion here that I think this is outrageous, <laughs> and I oppose it. But now we have started to get used to saying shimsta instead yes. of kimsta. Yeah. I think the the locals would be offended if we said Kimsta, mm. and the, the local dialect is actually very weird and not very pretty. <laughs> Luckily, I'm gonna continue my Swedish learning journey in this town. Yay! Yeah, you're gonna sound like a fool. No, 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 no. You're gonna sound fine. I'm sure you have gotten enough of of northern Swedish dialect. I hope. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, but let's start to talk a bit about the apartment. Yeah. So, when did we actually get it? Um, I think we started looking in the end of January, and then we contacted the realtor in the beginning of February, and we did all the bidding stuff. Yeah, when we first, we actually never went to look at the apartment. It was very strange. We um, had an online showing, and then we were gonna ask my aunt and uncle to go look at it. But then someone put a bid on it, and we thought that, well, if someone else is willing to bid on this, we might as well uh, <laughs> do that. It's like a guarantee that this house has no problem, or no, no big, very problem. big problems. <laughs> yeah. But the realtor for, thought we were a bit crazy. They didn't believe we uh, were serious about the bid mm. and uh, contacted us by calling us and saying, oh, so you're really putting a bid on, on this apartment without having seen it? And we were like, yeah, please put our bid on the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was in, in February sometime. And uh, then what happened? And then you were doing some bank and loan stuff, contract. Yeah, mostly contract stuff. Mm. And during Easter, what did you do? Yeah, so during this Easter, I actually went down to sign the last papers and to have a look at the apartment <laughs> first time. And uh, I got there and I got the keys and I went to the apartment and I looked around and we had some photos and, and stuff since before um, but there are for sure some things that looked better in the photos than in in reality yeah in the photos they look very well decorated and the kitchen looks very new somewhat new mm. um, but it turns out that um, parts of the kitchen they have actually just like painted the the doors and then the insides is left unpainted which is kind of fun we can paint the inside yeah it's not a big deal but it's it's not well it, it's a funny thing to do i guess um unfunny thing to do i don't know i don't know you want to tell us about how buying an apartment works in Sweden? Right, so uh, here's what you need to know. In Sweden there are 
I would say three types of apartments you can own or live in. Uh, so one, there is the, the rental apartment. You don't own it, but you pay a monthly rent. And it's usually kind of high because it's a rental. You don't have to put any of your own money in the building and they will fix everything if things happen. If a window breaks, the owner of the building will fix the window and so on. You're not responsible. Even though you are the one that break the window? Yeah, so if you are the one that broke the window, it might actually go on your insurance. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's it's a case-to-case situation thing so i think this kind of rental apartment is the kind we have in taiwan mostly mm. and then we have uh, a an a bit special thing which is called in swedish uh bostadsrättsförening or bostadsrätt which means housing right so when you buy this apartment uh, you buy a share in an organization which owns the building and all the apartments. And you're actually not buying the apartment. You are buying the right to use the apartment exclusively. But you are also responsible for things in it. So if there's some issues inside, you are the one that is supposed to fix it. And if the fridge breaks, you are the one that is supposed to get a new fridge, for example. So you actually pay a specific amount of uh, monthly fee? Yeah. So for this one, you actually pay uh, a monthly fee as well. It's not rent. This fee goes to the organization, which is taking care of all the, all the big things in the building. Like if the drainage is bad or if the heating for all the building and if the house needs to be renovated on the outside then it's the organization doing it with the help of your fee that you're paying every month and also the if the parking space is not enough and they want to extend it they might also use that money yeah correct even though in a way it kind of sucks to have to pay money when you have bought it you still gain something from it it's it's adventure, uh, <laughs> tricky word. <laughs> so it's more like a, a maintenance fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the building, you, could, you can say that. Mm. Um, and often there will be like um, TV and uh, internet and heating and water and garbage fee. Those things will be included in this fee. So in the end, it would actually well make it cheaper for you and then we have the third type which is called a villa and a villa is a a house which is standing on its own land and when you buy this villa um, you actually own it and uh, you are responsible to for everything in it so it's a big cost and it's a big responsibility uh, so if the roof breaks, I think last year my mom's roof needed to be fixed, and she had to pay, I think three hundred no a hundred thousand 
uh, kroner about to fix it. And that's about 350,000 new Taiwan dollars. So it can be quite a big, uh, like quite a high cost to fix things yourself. Well, back to our apartment. Uh, already when we looked at some photos, we were deciding on what to do with the, the floors and the, the walls and things like that. And I, I think I was more eager to change things than you were. I think you're the one that's complaining about the oh, the room and the bedroom. I want to change it into a nice wooden floor. And then like the bathroom. Oh, I wanted to make the floor nicer than how it is now because it looks a bit old. And yeah, I was, yeah. I was like... No, I think they look fine. We don't have to like change everything at once. No, but we can do it step by step. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think the bathroom, it looks... I don't think it looks very nice. It has this plastic carpet and it looks pretty old and cramped. And I think it would be so much nicer if we put in some uh, tiles, maybe or a new plastic carpet, which is nicer. And there's a floor in the bedroom, which I really don't like, that I would like to remove and get some nicer floor inside. Do you want to talk a bit about the bidding process? Yeah, sure. I, I will do that. Yeah, because we don't have that kind of system in Taiwan, I think. So, basically, when you buy an apartment in Sweden, what you need to do is to go on this website called hemnet.se stands for Sverige, Sweden and um, pretty much all the apartments for sale in all of Sweden will be on that site and then you will look at photos and um, look at the price and, and the information inside. and uh, yeah and uh, how it's how it looks inside the plan and when you have done that you decide if you want to put a bid or not, or you can contact the realtor because there is always a realtor. You can sell it privately, but it's kind of difficult because people won't trust you really. And there's things to do, legal things to do, which the realtor will take care of you. Will take care of for <laughs> you. Well, I think if you you're, have to if you're pay lucky, the extra. realtor will <laughs> pay and take care of you. Yeah. So then there is, um, there might be a bidding process, which is that they have a price they want to get, and uh, you the price that the seller want to sell. Yes, and then you, as a buyer, get to say what price you are willing to pay. You you don't have to pay as much as the seller wants to sell for. So you can start from uh, the. A lower price than the price that they ask for. Yeah, correct. And um, most people, I think, do that. So when you put a bid, there might be someone else uh, that also want to buy this apartment. And they will also put a bid. But it has to be higher than yours, of course. And if you're unlucky, there will be a bidding war. Yeah, like we did. We were lucky and we were unlucky. When the apartment we purchased was put out for sale, it had a one amount they wanted to get for it. But then after a month or so, 
they actually lowered the price right after we right before we contacted them actually yeah i think cool. like the day before we had seen it on the original price and we were interested yeah and we saw that the price has gone down and we're like yes yes we're gonna let's get it now yeah and uh, then in the end because of this bidding we put a bid and first some other people put a bid and then we put a bid and then they started to raise the price by a, a higher amount like we put a, a small raise in the bidding and they raised it more and we raised a little bit and they raised it more and then we raised as much as they did and and uh, so on so on until it was uh, about the original price when we bought uh, finally got it it's actually higher yeah it's actually higher we expected yes yes or than we wanted to pay yeah it was close if if they would have raised it i think one more time we wouldn't have put in another bid but who knows we got a bit crazy yeah yeah yeah. it's a little bit addictive to be honest it's pretty fun well i mean when you have looked at so many houses uh well um, apartments and you have found finally you found this nice location nice price mm-hmm. apartment and you don't want to easily give up on it yeah but yeah this this was our process anything else uh we should say about bidding on an apartment or something oh yeah when you get an apartment you have to pay uh 20% cash or not cash you you pay it before you actually get the apartment it's like a safety in case something goes wrong or if you can't actually get the the apartment because you don't have the money. So it's to reserve the apartment for you. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But when you have gotten to that point, even if you back out, they will take some money from the, the thing you have paid. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because you have basically stopped it from being sold. And sometimes you have to show that you can, um, that you are allowed to get a loan from the bank. And for some people that might be troublesome if they don't have a loan, if they don't have a job or a steady job or if they're, I guess it's fine uh, if, as long as you have a job, because you can't really have too low pay (laughs) here in Sweden. But if you cannot, uh, if you don't have a job, then you can have a co-applicant, like you can use your mom, for example. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else about this? No. So on the day I was looking uh, at the apartment, I went to my brother because we were going to co-drive to the, um, to the apartment. And he had this balancing tool thing. And... Um, he and I asked if I could try it, and he was telling me, "Well, be careful. It's it's a bit tricky." And then he put out like a chair for me to hold on to, and I was I was too cocky. I was uh, telling him that, "Oh, I don't think I need it. I have good balance." <laughs> and I uh, stepped onto the balance thing, and I stepped a bit harder. And my feet flew up to the air and my chest uh, flew to the ground. And I got a crack in my rib. (laughs) Well, you are not 
uh, officially diagnosed with a broken rib, but you are um, you have a very high pain threshold, threshold. But then you were complaining how painful it was. So maybe, maybe you broke your rib, but we don't know. <laughs> Well, I have all the all the symptoms. Oh, maybe not broke the rib, but got a crack in it. I oh. think because uh, I think they say it should be painful when you breathe and uh, you cannot sleep during the night and things like that. And I I have the symptoms, or I had the symptoms. But it's been two weeks, and it's been three weeks, and your rib has. Feeling a bit better? Yeah, I'm um, a lot better. I think they say it takes four to six weeks uh-huh. to heal completely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I also got a huge uh, bruise on my leg. But it's uh, pretty much gone now. Okay, that's good. Mm. Okay, thank you for listening today. We would very much enjoy to answer any questions about the housing market in sweden or whatever so feel free to send us emails or comment on instagram or whatever you want to do we'll see you next time bye bye